right, welcome to Grumblings from the Cheap Seats. Uh, before we start today, we have some sad news to report. So after last week's very, very poor showing, um, Joe got fired uh, from his position as chief correspondent for the Ajax, um, what was it again? Shuffleboard, uh, Shuffleboard League. So now his main source of income is at the uh, 401 in Westney um, in Ajax, if anybody knows where that is. So if you passing by there, you know, stop by and be generous. You'll do questionable things for food. Yeah, for sure. Or heroin. It doesn't either. That got dark. Yeah. I, I accept roll up the rim uh, <laughs> cutouts as well. Well, I mean, I'd, li I'd like to just throw in here that you did once keep an old McDonald's cup in your car for an extended period of time to get free refills on demand. Okay. Let me, okay. <laughs> let me, let me quantify. No, no. Let me clarify that. It, it originally was a Taco Bell cup. And you use it in a McDonald's? No, 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 no. That would be better. <laughs> make a better story. No, back where Taco Bell back in the day was was one of the first places that did refills. So, so I used what are, you to, are you trying to say that you're in on the ground floor on this? Like, clearly. You, you've yeah. ruined it for everyone. Yeah, seriously. I didn't anyway, ruin it for nobody. W welcome back, Joe. Yeah, welcome back. Um, I'm surprised to, to be back. Well, well you, 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 you have some people to answer to. You have some people okay. to answer to. And like after the, uh, uh, after the, uh, after the week that I've had, I'm in a, I'm in a, a, a an angry mood. So uh, I'm going to probably have some crazy hot takes and uh, have to issue an apology next week to the, uh, to the listener. So yeah, we, we should probably just start every week with an apology. We probably should. All right. We well, have, you know, we have apology theme music. That's something to think about. We have like an apology theme song or theme music. Just we should have that. I, I think that. Th this is where we'll cut, and I'm sure James will find something. I will find <laughs> something. All right. Well, let's get started here. Um, so, I mean, uh, we there there was like I mean, I think we I think we responded to this a little bit, but there was unprecedented backlash to Joe's very horrible picks for the team last year, last the, week, last week. Well, yeah, two people, and two. and that's catastrophic. Well, two people is a large portion of our audience. It's, That's it's, like, it's at least 40%. At least, at least. And I think like considering our audience is you and me, and I don't even think, did you listen to it? <laughs> did you listen to the podcast? <laughs> I, I, I listened to some. Okay. So. I, did, I did let it run in the background on mute so that you'd have an extra listen on the Indeed. listening count. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's great for the numbers, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Hey, see, I'm, I'm thinking. So if we move on to the uh, if we move on to the uh, to the Jays here, let's start, let's start with them today. What do you think? Uh, yeah, well, hold on, hold on. You're, you're starting with the apology. What what was the, the the hot take that was so controversial? It's just just Sean Green, and that's it. it? I think Sean... there was a Russell Martin. No, well, there wasn't. Russell Martin can suck it. it we, we got a little bit of backlash on Brett Laurie, but apparently that's just because he's hot. Is oh, he? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, in a, um, a douchebag popped collar kind of way, yes. Yeah, yeah, with frosted tips and Red Bull. Oh. Um, it was it was a Sean Green thing, but yeah, I, you did justify it, and it, it is fair. And I do feel the same way. Well, you know, once a guy says he doesn't want to be here anymore, I don't, I don't want him here anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you give me a list of like. You know, I wouldn't even not, not say all-time players, but some of the most talented players. Absolutely, he was. 
and, and again, okay, we don't need to rehash it, but I, I think just some context was lost when you just look at the names. Yeah, well, we, we struggle with context. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, anyway, uh, Joe's I'm sorry not... he, won't, he won't do it again. Well, I mean... Or will I? Or will I, yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you just slag Benji Molina a little bit longer? Yeah, that was a mistake. I will, I will admit that was a mistake. Well, were any of these things cited in your dismissal from your position with the Shuffleboard League, or did, was it unrelated? It was more of a indecent exposure issue, huh. um, which by court order I cannot speak of. But but you just did, nevertheless. Well, I didn't say who. All right. Anyway, that's as much let's, as I can let's say. let's move on from this topic before <laughs> we get into trouble. So I think I think it's not uh, it's not surprising if we start off by saying what the hell is going on with the Jays bullpen. Let's start there. Um, what what's happening? Uh, like it's. I think we're going to get into this uh, uh, um, stripling uh, incident yesterday. Uh, but like, if I was a Jay starting pitcher, I would be annoyed at what's going on behind me and what happens when I leave the game. Um, so let's start there. I'll let you guys discuss. What do you well, think? I, I think a big part of what's happening is, well, A, there's injuries. I, I, I think six of their original bullpen arms are on the DL right now, or the IL, sorry. But on top of that, those that are healthy, they're kind of regressing to what they actually are. I, this, this bullpen wasn't built on Cy Young winners and closers and fireballers. It's, it's kind of been a cobbled together junk heap of egg chuckers. And that's what a lot of bullpens are. What's happening is they're getting exposed. You've now got guys who should be you know, pitching maybe one fifth of what they're actually pitching right now. And bats are catching up, arms are getting tired, and you know uh, Dolis is heading to the D the IL probably because he can't feel his hand. And I, I, I yeah, I, I'm I'm I don't even know what to say to that. It's 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 one of those injuries that doesn't make sense. And you know you you invested heavily in a closer in Kirby Yates, and it was a gamble. If it paid off, it would have been a brilliant signing. It didn't pay off. It is what it is. Your next man up is Julian Merriweather, who I think I have more major league innings experience than Julian Merriweather. And, and now he's hurt. And you've got Jordan Romano, who's been hurt, and he's kind of doing what he can do. And he's obviously the most stable arm back there. You got Dolis, who was pitching in Korea two years ago and, and really doesn't have much going for him. You've got Joel Piamps, who um, played need him, want him, don't got him with the Boston Red Sox. I think he was claimed three times by each team in spring training on waivers. You've got Anthony Castro, who's a rule five pickup out of nowhere. You've got um, CJ Edwards, who hasn't pitched in major league baseball in two years and has blown an oblique. It, there's nothing there. And yeah, it's frustrating, but I mean, these things happen and it's, it's on the front office now to deal with it. I mean, yeah. But thankfully, you, thankfully, I think that the bullpen is probably the easiest thing to fix. A hundred percent it is. It, you, you can just find guys. And I'm a, I'm a proponent of finding guys. Now, if the Blue Jays are what we hope they are, and if, if they're anywhere near contention, again, you don't want to leave this too late. They need to do something soon. What well, they need 60, to do, what, 67 games in after today? Yeah, and and I think they're five and a half out of the second wild card. Yeah. That's attainable. That's fine. 
right? And you got to remember, we haven't done this with George Springer. The starting pitching rotation has just kind of started to come into its own. We haven't had a viable closer. I mean, the, the, the list is there. I, you need to do something now more for depth, just to give guys a break. This is when you go to the scrap heap. This is where you just go and find guys. You, 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 you trade for guys on minor league rosters. You look for guys who are out of options. You, you, you just try to find pieces. You bring up guys out of your farm system for one game and send them back down. But the closer this gets and the longer you stay in contention, that's when you need to do something serious. And, and we touched on it last week, and I've actually done some homework about the problem right now is there aren't enough teams that are out of contention that will be willing to move you know, tangible pieces. The teams that are, their bullpens are just as bad as Toronto's. So are you going to go and make an investment? Are you going to go and acquire a guy who might not be better than what you've got? Now, I've gone through, I've gone through some bullpens. We'll get into this a little bit later. Um, of guys who are out there and guys who might make sense. And I don't know, we'll see, but it, it's going to get desperate pretty soon. So I mean, uh, go. You know, so one thing I was going to say, so if you just take a look at what happened, like how the roster was shaped and where it is now, you, you really couldn't have foreseen the number of in- injuries, or maybe you can, I don't know, maybe that's, you expect that with a, um, with a bullpen, but I mean, look, what do we, what do we got? You got Merriweather, um, David Phelps, uh, AJ Cole, Cole, right? Um, who, Delise who now? Delise. You, you but, never... but even take those three and 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 Buddy, who they signed, who never even started. Yeah, using. Kirby Yates. He, he didn't even Kirby see Yates, right? So yeah. you you would uh, you would think that those are four kind of cornerstone pieces of your bullpen, right? Right. That are, they're gone. Like I don't think anyone expects to lose four off the bat. No, and, and let's and, let's let's not so, forget the sort of the trickle down effect here. Uh, Ross Stripling was supposed to be in the bullpen. Ross Stripling wasn't supposed to be a starter. And, so and then gonna, I was just going to say that. Then in, instead of going to look for relievers, do you try to make a big trade for somebody in the rotation and move Stripling back into the bullpen? I've got a super hot steaming take for that. Well, well later before, before you get into that, one thing I, I saw in the news. Actually, I saw it in our fantasy league uh, uh, when I was uh, looking for players. Shoemaker is moving to the bullpen. Yeah, um, shoot. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice to have had him? No. Um, I Again, we, we can roll it back last week when I said the Jays need to be doing everything they can to get Shoemaker. No, I meant before, but I guess. But I, uh, he's he's got an well. ERA of eight. That's he's, yeah, that's great. That's that's Pickering slow pitch. Um he's been surprisingly durable and I mean yeah I guess as a bullpen arm there's something there but he's not better than any of the stars you've got going right now not the starters other... I meant in the bullpen yeah, nice sure back there. sure I mean it'd be nice to have anybody back there even but... even just to, sorry to cut you off but I mean like even just to be like that like a veteran guy back there to yeah. like so so what's Tyler Chatwood <sighs> Right, Tyler Chatwood was supposed to be that guy, and Ty- yeah. Tyler Chatwood one hundred percent is going to be part of this spider tech thing, the spider tack or whatever, because his spin rate, his velocity, his arm angle, everything has changed since this was supposed to happen. And I remember back in April, everybody was talking about how Pete Walker's changed this guy, and this is what Tyler Chatwood was always supposed to be. Well, where'd that go? But let's let's back up here and talk about this spider tech tack thing because I don't know everything about it. Why don't you give us the uh, the rundown and what's uh, what's going on on that so, exactly? It's pretty clear that 
in the rules of Major League Baseball that pitchers are not allowed to use any foreign substance on their right. fingers or anything to sort of change the velocity or the spin rate or the weight of the baseball. Right. Now, that's been happening for years, right? We, you know, everybody knows what a good old spitball is. I mean, what's a rosin bag? It, it's to affect your grip. The thing is, is it's becoming more and more in the face of Major League Baseball. And, and with the way that Major League Baseball has kind of changed in the past few years, and we've dealt with, you know, we're no longer evaluating batters on their batting average. We're, we're looking at their launch angles and, and, and the, speed, the speed of the ball traveling off their bat. And we're not worried about hiring or bringing in the best offensive team because we know we're just going to stick a guy in the shift. Major League Baseball is trying to do everything they can to try to make the game more interesting. And I think they're tired of seeing guys striking out. So what have they done? Oh, sorry. So, So what they've done is they've found something. They found something they can target. And they found something that they think is advantageous to the pitchers. And they decided we need to remove that. And the problem is, is it's been so commonplace and it's been so accepted that the pitchers, they didn't feel a need to hide it. But that's not the reason people are striking out, I don't think. I think the reason people are striking out, actually, I would argue, is because of the shift, because everybody's just trying to hit a home run now. Well, that's what launch angle is. But no, the but, problem, you, 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 I, I don't have the stat, but I read probably a couple of weeks ago that spin rate, right, the, the revolution per second on, on um, fastballs and cutters has increased by 600% in the past two years. So now you've got a fastball that goes at 100 miles an hour and it doesn't go straight anymore. It comes in like a screwball or a corkball. I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? But where are they? Sorry, like, you know, you know, I've been slightly out of the loop lately. Where are they hiding this? Like, how are they getting it on the ball? What's it, the... It's either on their body, it's in their glove, it's on their wristband. I mean, I showed you guys a picture a couple of days ago, Michael Pineda, a few years ago, where he had pine tar on his cheek. Like, that, that's just how out in the open and blase they were about it. Mm-hmm. They're not hiding it. They've just suddenly been told they can't use it anymore. So, so you know, just to take it back for a second, this stuff, I was reading up quickly on it. So what this stuff is used for, from what I read, are for those um, strongman competitions, right? Have you seen those ones where they pick up those... Uh, the boulder lifts or whatever? The boulders, yeah, and they yeah. use that to get a grip. And so, uh, yeah, I think that was the same question I was going to have. Like, I, I'm assuming this stuff is like an adhesive or some kind of spray. Yeah. Something. Yeah, so, it, it, I haven't seen it, but it's it's probably like a little tin of pine tar. Yeah, so I, I guess I guess they're just putting it on the side of their pants or something. Or yeah, uh, I know Glas Tyler Glasna, who's a big issue with it right now. He had it inside the palm of his glove. Hmm. And, and is it is it, it up. is it is it clear? Is it like I haven't seen it, so I have no idea if this is like a dark substance or a clear. It's it's, it's kind of like a viscousy black. Hmm. It, it's not it doesn't stain the ball it just makes the ball look a bit dirty hmm. that's interesting but again okay. it, it hasn't they, they were doing they would have been doing this last year and they would have been doing it the year before it looks it's, like it looks kind of like um honey i'm looking at a picture of right, it right, right. Now. And, but but now it's an issue and they've decided it's an issue and and that's what tyler glasnow is going on about because he's blowing out his arm because he was forced to change the way he throws in the middle of a season which is you know grow up so this is admitted people admit that i was using this 
they, 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 there's no reason to hide it. So, so and, nobody's and, getting suspended. It's just a change but, in rules. No, but now the problem is, is Major League Baseball saying if you're caught with it, you will be suspended now, for 10 now, games. But not now, but not going back. Yeah. Right. But they were suspend. They've been suspending minor league players, right? From, right. Yeah. Well, I mean. So it's completely reactionary. Yeah, but, that's, but, but, but again, I'm going to go back to this. Like, fine, that's fine. Like, stop them from screwing around with the ball. But I also think that another – I know we've gone off track here, but I think this is an interesting subject. Um, I also think that the shift is a big problem. Like, I think it would be pretty easy to institute a rule saying, like, you can't – like, a second baseman must be on the uh, right side of the bag and a shortstop must be to the left side of the bag or something, whatever. Um, I, I, I think they've implemented that in single A. That, that's yeah. one of the new rules they're trying, yeah. Have you seen any results? How that's going? Are, are, are you paying attention to single A baseball? Yes, and that's why I'm asking if you are to see if you have been. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I'm streaming the Vancouver Canadians right now. Okay, well, how's it going? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I think that's. I think that's the thing, though. Like again, I'll go back. Like, like the it, it, it's like a it's like a back and forth. So like, you, you, I can't remember who you'll hear. You'll hear these old. Is it um uh, uh what's his face um how am I forgetting his name on the uh is that a good old what's his face yeah a good old what's his face uh, uh you know a uh, good old boy on the fan uh, Hazel's husband what's wrong with me Barker Barker doesn't he talk about that like nobody cares about striking out anymore it's not a big deal who cares it's just all about launch angle and the only thing with like I really believe that the reason that they're trying to hit home runs is because they have to hit it over over the shift I think yeah. if they were smart. And he says it all the time. And I know it's much easier said than done. Like, I mean, frankly, we couldn't even do it properly on a slow pitch, but um, these are professionals. Like you think that they could eventually figure out sometimes how to try to hit it the opposite way. Like that would take care of the shift. Anyway, I would, I would, I would be, I would be cheesy and I would just like bunt into the shift every time. um, No, Barker's right. And the thing is, is guys get paid to hit home runs. Right, but the, the the ones who are sick of it are Major League Baseball. They're they're tired of three or four hit games. They're tired of four hour games because there's pitching matchups and switches and changes and and you know there's twelve pitch at bats and they they want to put a little bit of action back in the game. They want to make sure that there's guys on the base paths. So I have so, an idea. I have an idea. If you foul the ball in the third strike, you're out. Slow pitch stuff. <laughs> We're starting to get into like the George Carlin jokes now. Yeah. yeah. Right? Every, everybody gets one pitch, right? One pitch. And if you hit the batter, I, he's out. If there's yeah. one rule that could be changed, honestly, I think it would make all the difference is allowing you to slide into first base. I'm just saying, like, if you could slide into first it's, base. It, it, it's not illegal. It's just stupid. <laughs> I was called out because of it. Yeah. That's slow pitch. Right. Right. <laughs> you see, yes. it, what's funny is that, I, I don't know, maybe I'm different, but I know, I, oh, obviously, home runs are exciting. Everybody likes a home run. So, sorry, hold on. Go, go back to that. Hold that thought for a sec. I'm pretty sure Alomar used to dive head first into first base. Yes, and I don't think it worked once. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue. Like, I, I, I wish, actually, I, that's that's a challenge now. Let's let's see if he ever got called safe on a slide to first. It'd be funny if he did that on a clear single. Yeah. <laughs> on a home run? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, no, no, I was just saying, like, no, no, I love home runs as much as the next guy, but <clears throat> I just really liked watching, you know, hitters like, you know, watching Paul Molitor, right? It was just yes. fun watching him, or even Alomar. Alomar was would hit what twelve home runs a year. Like he wasn't a, a mashing a hitter, or um, I, I don't know why his name's not coming to me. This is embarrassing. Uh, uh, buddy on the Twins, 
who Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett. Yeah, like watching him hit, you know. Or uh, there was a guy in San Diego back in the day. Like, I have. I'm, I'm, no, not great. I, I like those at bats. If that's what you're talking about, I like those yeah. like twenty pitch at bats. I I don't mind those. Um, no, but it, like like a nice like a a double or you know a, a, a yeah. single like it's nothing like I find that's just as impressive. You know, but just I, I I love seeing line drives into the corners, and yeah. I love seeing guys either having to hustle for a double or deciding whether they need to hold up at first. I I like action on the base paths. I like hitting runs. I'm a fan of bunts. Um, I I love stolen bases. Double steals are a ton of fun. I, but that's the strategy. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I, I was being kind of cheeky of like bunting into the shift, but that's the way to change the strategy. Like, okay, if this guy's going to do that, we can't do that anymore. We can't shift this guy because he's going to bunt right into it. He's gonna It's going to be a base hit, right? Um, if, if you want to change how people are getting paid, then you have to get on base, right? So like, well, and that's that's Barker's that's Barker's argument. Are you going to tell? And and I'm not agreeing with this, right? I think you're a professional athlete. You do what you need to do. But if you're Aaron Boone, are you going to go to Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge and be like, "Hey, I, I want you to slap a bunt down first base"? No, now they should, that, guys. But, yeah, but, but yeah, but that's not what they get paid for today. That's the thing. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying, right? So that maybe starting it in the minor leagues. And trying to build something like that, I, I'm just just get rid of the shift. You have a position, you play that position. Mm-hmm. Like that's like yeah, okay, yeah, you can you can shift a little bit. Like you know, if if you if you've got a left-handed batter and he's a dead pull hitter, yeah, bring the second baseman over a little bit closer to first, but don't bring the shortstop to second and don't have you know the third baseman playing rover. Yeah, but why? How long has the shift been in play right now? Like like prevalent? It it feels like forever. Okay, so let's say, would 10 years be fair? Sure. Okay, so let's say 10 years. Um, so the guy who's uh, uh, making his MLB debut is what, 22? Okay. Okay, would that be a fair number, 20, 22? Uh, 22 to 25, sure. Okay, fine, let's say 24, right? So, so this has been- 23. Fine, 23. So this has been a thing since the guy was like 13. Right. Right? Why at the and, and we know that 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 kids who are excelling at sports now are specializing in sports, right? Specializing right. in one sport. Um, why aren't they teaching this at the uh, like uh, to kids? Like this is how you this is how you hit opposite field. There's a technique to it, right? Because like, because that's not what gets you runs. drafted. Exactly. Kids yeah, want to hit home runs. I know that's people, not what a scout. It's not going to excite a scout these days. I, I think I think that that I, I think that that changes over time. Like that wasn't all home runs in the past, right? Like like there was a time where where um, where um, you know uh, fifty stolen bases in the season was a big thing. That's not a thing anymore. Right, but it, it what changes. what kid's going to be the martyr? What kid are you going to be able to convince to be like, look, you need to be uh, this is. A horrible analogy but you need to be the jackie robinson of the shift it's going to be a kid who it's going to be a kid who um who um like like let's say i, I know we don't want to make comparisons to slow pitch right but let's just like take like th- th- those players for instance right like i wasn't a home run hitter right i wasn't um but i could draw like i could i could hit a single up the middle or something like that right that's basically what i would do a single or a double that's what was what i would hit right right to the pitcher right over on the pitcher's head no but seriously like that's that wasn't that right so if you if you took a player who wasn't a superstar right like barker for instance right right not a superstar like dude like you're not going to make it hitting home runs like this is the thing this is going to be your thing 
that's who it's going to be. It's going to be somebody who's not a superstar, but ends up making it because they have this skill set. That's, that's, that's who it's going to end up being. That martyr who this is their chance to make it to the big leagues. Um, not, not Vladdy. It's going to be that guy who has to find his thing to, uh, to, to, to make it. And my thing is I can hit to the opposite field around the shift. Um, now, frankly, a year in, they're going to stop shifting on the guy and he'll be out of, he'll be out of the league. So uh, well, well, because I mean, I mean that, that's all very well and good, but if all you can do is kind of hit grounders to the opposite field, you're not really a threat. It doesn't so, have to be grounders. It doesn't have to be grounders, but like, he doesn't have to be a home run hitter. Like who hit, sorry for my, uh, for, for not knowing this right off the top of my head, but like who's hitting in front of uh, Flatty right now? Bo, Bo, Bo. Bo, yeah. uh, and what, what, what's, what he's, he, he, he has power, but he's more of an on-base guy, correct? Uh, debatable. Okay. I, I um, don't want to burst your bubble here, but. No, it's not. It's not it, he's, but, he's just kind of a psycho. But it kind of, it, but the, the, it doesn't really matter if I'm right or wrong. Because the point I'm trying to make is, is like, if you're thinking about it, if you have a guy in the, like, I mean, in a cleanup spot or in a home run spot or an RBI spot, you want the people in front of him to be on base, right? Like a low percentage hit is a home run. So you don't want everybody in front to hit a home run. It would, seems like it would make sense that you'd want these three people on base and, and you drive them in. That's the way it used to be. Yeah, right? but, now it's, have, now, it's, but now it's, 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 it's analytics has taken over. Now it's not about strategically placing guys to put them in positions of success. It's Which is maximizing It's maximizing their at-bats. Look, look at Vladdy the, hits... Well, Vladdy hits third because you want Vladdy up at least four times. That's why Vladdy hits third. But the, I, I, look at look at a guy like uh, like uh, like Joe Carter, right? I know that's a long time ago, but the guy would have a hundred RBIs every season because of where he was hitting and the people who were hitting in front of him. That's basically like, and, like, and behind him and behind him. Like that's why he was placed there for that reason, and it made it worked. They like it used to work. I don't know why why it wouldn't work anymore. I just really think that we've gone way off track of what we're talking about here. But again, I think this is interesting. I really, and I, and I kind of, I alluded to this with the, with the way that um, MLB um, trains their players. I think they've gone like way off the rails with this, like, uh, uh, like analytics is important, but it's like way off the rails now. Right. Like it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't even make any sense anymore. I don't think. No, like, I agree. I agree. So, ba- like, just go back to basics. Like, hit the ball. Like, what does that's what Barker says, right? See ball, hit ball. Like, basically, that's what you should be doing instead of thinking about like launch angle and all of these things. Like, these are these are guys, some of them who like these are concepts that they, that are foreign to them. Like a guy like a, like I'm trying to think of a guy who's like a who was like a poor Dominican guy. Uh, um, would uh, what's his name on the on the uh, um, uh, um, who's a guy in the Jays, uh, the guy they signed uh, to that seven-year contract. We just talked about him the other day, the, last week. Kawasaki? Yes, Kawasaki. Uh, like these, these Guriel. Guys, You're talking Guriel, about Guriel. 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 Like, where did he come from? Is he... Is he okay, yeah. So a guy like that, they, like, why fill his brain all... I'm not saying he's dumb, but, like, he just had raw talent. Let him use that raw talent. I'm not saying they're not with him, but that's what I think should happen in, in baseball. I think it would take care of, like, it would take care of a lot of this stuff. And now you have these like openers and all of this, like all of this. Yeah, don't, don't get me going on openers. And, and like, and like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like uh, it, you, you'll say that athletes are bigger and stronger these days. Um, but you had a guy like Nolan Ryan who was probably like hammered uh, after every game and before every game. I'm not trying to pick on him. I'm just talking about the era. They yeah, because he, smoke- he, he, he would kick your ass. No, but my, my point is that at the time they were probably like smoking in the dugout and the guy would pitch what, like 250, 300 innings. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jack Morris, Jack Morris would 
would like um, how many complete games did a guy like that have? He, he had a ten game sh- or a ten inning shutout. Right, a ten yeah. inning shutout. Like they would, they, you you would hear them talk saying stuff like, "We started the game assuming that we were going to finish it, and the reason we didn't is because something went wrong." Right. So yeah, well, why I, I, why now? Like, sorry, like I'm just I'm going to rant now because like as I'm, I said, I'm in a bad mood. But like, but like, why now? If these pitchers are bigger and stronger, can they pitch less innings and get hurt way more often than before? Something is screwed up um, in 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 the sport. Like people are hurt way more than they used to be, um, but we're getting more conservative with them. Like they have to use the muscle to get, to 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 be able to extra to to, to make it stronger. That's how. Because coddle, coddling starts in little league now. You got yeah. guys who want to have Tommy John surgery out of high school to get it out of the way because they know their ligament to be stronger. You know who we need hey. to talk about this? Bob McCallum. That's who we need to talk about this. I, I think he's got time. He's got a podcast too. We should go head to head with him. See the, I, see know, the ratings. I don't want to. I don't want to burst the bubble. But he commented the other day how they have about three point five million listeners. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's not doing a radio station. That's all right. Either. He is. He is. We've got three point five. His, his, <laughs> his, his, is it gone now? His podcast is signed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. On, on the Saga nine sixty. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, pod- it's gone. It's oh, gone. it is. Why? Yeah. What happened? I, I don't know. I don't know. Bob, Bob didn't so, get six million dollars for it. So show suggestion. Uh, just make a note of it. I think there should be a James Rant theme song. There should be. I just play yeah, Benny Hill a, behind me while I'm. Yeah, ranting. I'm about yeah, to go just, on a rant, and then we could have like a, a theme song to introduce the it, rant. It, just, it, it needs trumpets. It just, yeah. it just not, non common sense bothers me, and I think you have a bunch of like, let's just. Uh, we're not going to offend anybody. Nobody's nobody's listening. Who can who will be offended by this? You've got a bunch of like. Uh, a bunch of like uh, like country yokels like coming up with all of these like fancy ways in order to like it, it's overthought right now like baseball is overthought and that's a, that's a big part of the problem like if you look at like the Jays game today like I'm looking at it you had you had an opener right you had uh, TJ Zoic started played pitched three innings two earned runs then you had Piams came in one point two innings right and then I can't even read his uh, and somebody else I can't see it I can't see make it uh, one one inning and then. Castro came in for 0.1 inning, four earned runs. And then uh, Meza came in for 0.2 innings, zero earned runs, like no one hit. And then Chatwood is in for 0.1 inning. Like it just overthought. Three runs. Zero, right? Zero, zero, uh, zero hits. Zero. I mean, he's probably pitching right now, but I'm just saying, like, it just seems like way overthought. Like, why did Tim Meza only face two? Well, he faced two batters because Castro shit the bed. Um, but like, uh, um, but no, I am. So why did he pitch 1.2 innings? Because remember, it, 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 it's not innings. Well, it's innings, but it's relative to outs. I get it. So, I get so it. Castro could have pitched 0.1 inning. That means he got one out. He could have faced seven batters. No, I get it. I get that. So it's relative to outs. And that's, that's why Meza came in for 0.2 because he finished that inning, obviously. Right. 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 Um, but like, it just seems like, I know you're not a fan of this opener either, but it just seems like it's getting it gets too cute, right? So now the Jays are losing um, in real time, telling you they're losing 7-4 now, right? It was 4-4 yeah. going in, or 4-3, or, or I guess, um, going into that inning. Um, anyway, I, I digress. Sorry. So so just, just because it's going to bother me, <clears throat> the guy I was talking about earlier was Tony Gwynn. So just... just Right. It, it, and, and yeah, if you take a look at <clears throat> his career, it's ridiculous. Like, guy has what like a 320 career average and i think his highest home run total was like 14 um 
and it, uh, I guess, uh, Wade Boggs too, right? Kind of the same kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of player, player, right? Which I loved those guys. I loved yeah. watching um, those guys hit. But yeah, yeah, just sorry to derail what you were saying. Who who was the uh, again the left fielder the Jays got in 2015? You were pissed that he didn't that he didn't ben, sign. Ben anymore. Revere. Ben Revere. That was him. He was a 300 hitter. I know he's yeah. probably not even in the league anymore, but he was a 300 hitter. Um, I don't think he was uh, in the league after that. Like, did did he even? Yeah, he did. He signed somewhere, Philly, he, he, I think. Didn't he go back to Philly? They traded him. They didn't trade um, him. The Jays. Yeah, they did. Him. Yeah, they traded him. Oh, I'm really? sure, they traded him. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, um, the guy the guy was a 300 hitter, like slapping a single all across the yeah. field, right? And that was useful. That was useful to have. Well, and his speed alone, again, like. Yeah, no, the, the reason I was so in love with Ben Revere was the first time in probably 20 years that the Jays had a legitimate leadoff hitter. True. And, well, I mean, they got one now. He, he's just in, you know, Trenton, New Jersey, working on his quad. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, but, on, on his notes, sorry, go ahead. No, no, what I was going to say is, and if you look at the trend of analytics and, and money ball and all that crap that's been happening since, I don't know, how far back that goes late 90s early 2000s something whenever what that trends been? yeah but being jays fans and, and concentrating on the jays i don't feel that they've ever followed that model ever yeah like this I, whole Richardi, concept Richardi, of Richardi tried to yeah richardi definitely richardi was Billy yeah, Bean's protege yeah and that when they when they signed jp richardi was because they wanted to model the billy bean method yeah. the problem is jp richardi was an idiot and okay. But I just say I, I, I've never seen it be successful for for this team, and and because yeah. he didn't he didn't follow it through. Then he got some money, and he went and got some he, he, BJ Ryan and AJ Burnett. But yeah. that that was the thing we talked about this before. That was the whole Carlos Delgado thing, right? He came in with the philosophy of Carlos Delgado wants eleven million dollars. I can't pay one guy eleven million dollars, which at that point I think he said was one quarter of the team's payroll, which is unbelievable. So. His philosophy was we can't pay one guy $11 million, but we can get two guys for about $10 million. And that's when Corey Kosky and the lovely Shea Hillenbrand showed up. Hmm. That, that, was, that was that was JP's retardi, Richardi's attempt at uh, retardi. He almost said retardi. Uh, it, it all, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said he looked like a pimp. One of the players said he looked like a pimp. He was a pimp. Yeah. So. It's funny, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I remember this correctly, but, you know, in the Jays World Series years, from what I remember, they had the highest payroll in the league. And it was like $58 million. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was like $50 million. Yeah. Right? That's true. Well, and that's I mean, what uh, Alex Rodriguez makes right now doing whatever it is he does. So, so just to kind of like, I spent a long time ranting. So, like, I ate a lot of time. Um, so, let's, I want to, I want to just talk briefly about, um, Let's skip over like hot takes for trades. But you had one. Actually, I want to hear the one you had, the starter hot take, Will. Well, all, all it was is we had talked last week, we kind of talked about teams that were out of it that maybe were there. So I, I, I simply just went through the teams that I would consider to easily be out of it. And, and digging through, it, it's kind of like what Joe Settle was saying. There, there's, there's nothing there. So Obviously, the first team we think of is Baltimore. Baltimore, I don't think you're getting anybody from Baltimore either way without a ridiculous overpay. And honestly, the one guy in the Baltimore bullpen I'd have any interest in, I would probably be an untouchable, right? He's their closer. He's 24 years old. 
Yeah, he's got a 1.85 ERA. He's got 35 strikeouts over 24 innings pitched and like a 1.07 whip. And that's on a horrible ball club. He's the prototypical flame-throwing left-handed closer. So you can write off Buffalo. You look at Kansas City. I think Kansas City's in there because they're 12 and a half games back of the division. They're nine games out of the second wild card. The only two guys that they could possibly want to deal, they're both 36. And it's Greg Holland, who's sitting on a 4.3 ERA. And there's Wade Davis, and I simply wrote down no, because I think he's sitting around an 8 ERA. Detroit's in the same boat. They've got some good players, but... It, it, it doesn't make Minnesota. Minnesota's 16 games out of the division and 12 and a half out of the wild card. I wrote down meh. Their options, there's nothing in the bullpen, but if you're looking at starting rotation and if you're going to shift some guys around, we talked about Shoemaker, Kent Ameda's there, and then Jay Happ's there. There's, there isn't much. You, you look at Texas, Texas is the same. You look at Miami, Miami, are you going to bring back Anthony Bass? Here's some here's some hot take uh, trades that I've just found online. So these are these are some options off of a, a site that I found. So tell me what you think. We'll go quickly over this. Is that okay? You think you want to do this? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll, we'll follow up with my steaming turn. Yeah. So um, Richard Rodriguez from um, Pittsburgh, one point six ERA, uh, and he's the closer for Pittsburgh. Why would they trade him? And he's not a free agent until two thousand twenty-four. I mean, that's a stupid hot take. Why yeah, would Pitt- they, Pittsburgh would they does not him? make those trades? Yeah, Kendall Graveman. From Seattle. No. XJ. No. He has a zero ERA. Yeah. He's also got a shoulder that falls apart in the wind. Okay. Ian Kennedy from Texas. No. We, okay. we don't need a soft tossing closer. Okay. Daniel Hudson from Washington. Uh, again? Yes. Yeah, another familiar face. Is he yeah, old? Yeah. Maybe early 30s. But again, is he any better than Joel Piamps? Is is Paul Fry the guy from Baltimore you just brought up? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's it. Those are the hot takes from here. Okay. What's your hot take? So, I, I think there's there's two caveats here. I wrote down Washington, only because they're kind of in it, kind of not, and they're the kind of team that maybe if they get, you know, you know, if they maybe pick up a game and a half, two games, they're the type of team that will kind of go all in right? They'd be buyers, but they're also in a position where they've got a bunch of guys on expiring contracts. They've got a young core they want to build around. So if they fall out of it, they're in a position where they might want to cut bait. I don't know what they're going to do with Max Scherzer. I don't know if they're going to pay Max Scherzer. Um, there's There's consideration that Max Scherzer might not want to stay. So if they're out of it, I, he, he would definitely be an ideal candidate. It's an expiring contract. I think the Jays could get him at a reasonable value because he's not resigning here. And, you know, there's a significant upgrade into your second spot in the rotation. They've also signed the closer, Brad Hand. I think he's on a one-year contract, a left-handed closer, decent velocity, decent control, depth to the bullpen. Now, I didn't put that down as anything definitive because, again, Washington could go either way pretty quickly. The team that I'm interested in is Colorado. Colorado's 15 and a half games out of the division and 10 and a half games out of the wild card. They've got a ton of pitching and they've also got a bunch of position players too. Um, Their closer right now is Daniel Bard. He's 35, but he's got 36 strikeouts over 27 innings in Colorado in, in a bad ballpark. They've got Michael Givens, who was pretty decent for Baltimore. He's familiar with the AL East 
right now he's rolling an ERA of 2.78. He's got 25 strikeouts over 22 innings, a whip of 1.2. They got a starter, which is, he's pretty unheralded, but he's really, really good. Um, Herman Marquez, uh, his ERA isn't great, but it's a decent ERA for Colorado at 4.6. He's got 80 strikeouts over 76 innings and a whip of 1.44. Now where it gets interesting is their position players. They've got Trevor Story, who was sort of the heir apparent to Troy Tulowitzki. Um, he's a pending free agent. He's already said he's not interested in re-signing before he gets to test the market. And Colorado's weird right now. Uh, Colorado's in a position where they don't want to pay anybody. That's that's why um, their, their third baseman, uh, what's his name? Anyway, he ended up in St. Louis. They've also got a young third baseman, a decent third baseman named Ryan McMahon. He's currently hitting 260, 16 home runs, 43 RBIs, on base of 307 and OPS of 832. So looking at Colorado and what Colorado's trying to do, they don't want to spend a lot of money. They want to build from the ground up, and, and they certainly don't want to put any money into their current players. I, I want to see a good old Alex Anthopoulos dumpster fire our baggage for your baggage trade. And here's what I'd want to see. To Toronto, Daniel Bard, Michael Givens, Herman Marquez, and Ryan McMahon. That solves your third base problem right away. To Colorado, Lourdes, Guriel Jr., Alejandro Kirk, and then three decent arms out of the, the minor leagues. Not of the t- None of the top guys, but salvageable. Toronto has really... Why would they want really, Kirk? Like he's on the 60 day IL. But he's he? not going to be forever. And and he's going to be playing in a ballpark, which is basically. Uh, True. It, yeah, you're right. You put. They had a ton a of, home of home runs, runs there. there. He, uh, there's something about Kirk that just kind of feels like a Colorado Rocky, like, you know, like the short little fat guys. And I know that's not why they'd make the deal, but they need catching. He's young. And then they were saying sort of heading into the season this year when the Jays were running around trying to find pitching. One of the top two guys they were asked about was Alejandro Kirk. So it's there. And then I, they didn't want to trade Kirk obviously because they didn't know what Danny Jansen's going to be. They obviously didn't value Reese McGuire, but I don't think they saw Riley Adams doing what he's going to do. And, and I think Riley Adams has made Kirk expendable. I mean, Kirk's good. Kirk's solid. Kirk's not my kind of ball player. But, you know, the team's not worse with him. But he's, these are the kind of guys that you have to give up. So I think, I think that this is a – this is a Well, so I think you said Guriel, which you got to give something. And what this does is this – if you get Ryan McMahon back, this puts Ryan McMahon at third base. This puts Teoscar Hernandez in left field, and this puts Kevin Biggio in right. So you've got or, – or, or you can put Biggio in left. You can put Gritchick in right. You've got Springer in center, and you've got T. Oscar as a DH. Um, he's reasonable money. He's Colorado money. He'd do well there again. So you got Guriel, Kirk. Then you got Elvis Luciano, who's the rule five pickup from a couple of years ago that the Jays kept on the roster because he was like 18. Uh, Adam Kloffenstein, who I think is currently the 18th overall prospect. He's down in uh, high A ball, but he's a, got a really, really, really high arm. And then I put in uh, Miguel Gerardo, who's, I guess, the Jays' third-ranked infield prospect behind Groshans and Martin. 
uh, second base shortstop can play a little bit of third. Um, definitely sort of a developmental guy for Colorado. So it, it's definitely a steamer. It's definitely highly, highly improbable. But I think if you're going to do anything of substance, if you're going to do anything that's going to make some sort of an impact, this is what's going to need to happen. I, I don't think you improve this team by going and getting, you know, the third best reliever out of Minnesota or Pittsburgh for our 30th ranked prospect. I don't think you improve this team by unfortunately going and getting a Matt Shoemaker or a Jay Happ. I, I think that this season, I think that this season is looking kind of like, and I think the reason that they owe it to the players to do something like you're saying um, right now is it feels kind of like 2015 where the run differential, um, it, the run differential, but also um, New York, the Yankees aren't fully the Yankees right now. And, uh, and Boston's falling back. Like, I think there's, there, there's an opportunity um, here. It's not going to be long before the Yankees are winning 110 games. Again. Well, and, and so, you know, in the four players, the Jays would acquire here, you got Daniel Bart, he's 35, whatever, but he anchors the back end of your bullpen. <clears throat> he's that grizzly vet back there. He's still got velocity. He's still got control. You got Michael Givens, who's electric. Um, he's got that big arm that the Jays don't have coming out of the bullpen aside from Jordan Romano right now. You bring in Marquez, who would slot in as your number two. And it, it, it's sort of that you've got Ryu, who's sort of your soft tossing, um, pinpoint focus pitcher. And then you've got Robbie Ray, who's sort of this electric screaming tight pants lefty. And if you slot in, uh, if you, if you slot in a Marquez, there's your right-hander. He's got mid-90s stuff. He's got good control. He's got a nice curveball. And it sort of balances out the rotation a little bit. This would allow you to decide, and you know, injuries are always going to be an issue. If you needed to move Stripling back to the bullpen for that long guy, and you're not counting on Tyler Chatwood for multiple innings anymore, it makes your team that much deeper. I, if you've got a rotation of Ryu, Marquez, uh, Ray, Manoa and then Mats or maybe Mats goes to the bullpen and you keep stripling. Uh, it, it just, it, it, it levels things out a little bit. And I honestly think this team, as much as I love them, this team can be competitive without Lourdes Gurriel. And in all honesty, with, with Springer coming back, you've got to find bats for him. And then of course, obviously you've got your third baseman of the future in, in Ryan McMahon. And he's exactly what we need at third base. I think that makes sense. Um, I think, do we want to keep, there's a, we had a few other topics on the Jays here. Do you want to move on to something else or do we, should we, shall we keep going uh, with these, with these things here? We'll take up the rest of the time. I would say we'll, we're going to have to leave hockey out and probably CFL, uh, but I think, I this, think that's okay. We, I have no problem putting CFL or hockey. So, so um, you also had a, a hot take on uh, Ryu and spider. Yeah, yeah. And I think this might just be, not me overthinking, but me trying to find justification for something that I feel I need. I don't like what Ryu's been doing the last three starts. His control's been off. His spin rate's been down. His precision's been down. He's working slower. Uh, he seems to be pitching with less confidence. And, and whether that's just Ryu being Ryu, I mean, we saw him sort of tailor off towards the end of last season. Um, 
whether, you know, he's just got arm fatigue, whether he's just got mental fog, whether it's just, you know, the ebbs and flows of a baseball season. That's what I'm hoping. But we're seeing a lot of these guys regress the second this spider tech thing became an issue. And, you know, you got a guy like Ryu who, you know, he nibbles and nibbles and cuts and dodges and weaves and dives and you need a good control on the ball to be able to do what he does. And it makes me wonder is, is he one of the spider tech guys and are, are we in for a couple of disappointing seasons now? We'll find out. Yeah. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I 100% hope I'm wrong. Um, the next thing let's, let's, let's quickly talk about uh, Springer. I, I don't care if he had no hits in his uh, – I don't know what he did tonight. He went one for four I, 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 I One for four, but I don't care about any of that. I was really uh, I was really happy that he almost beat out a ground ball to third base. That was the thing for me. He played five that. innings in center field in his first game. DH is second, then he was back in center field today. And everything seems to be okay. So I don't know. There's buzz about him possibly coming back tomorrow, heading into Baltimore. I wouldn't be against keeping him down for a few more days to really get his bat right since it is Baltimore. But I mean, either way, it looks like we're heading somewhere. On another note, I think Joe died. Well, it, it was hard to get a word in there and I didn't, I didn't want to uh, slow Will down. You, you need to use the air horn. <laughs> the air horn of interruption. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I did die a little bit inside trying to look up as you're talking scrambling to look up all these Colorado players and wondering why they'd give up on a 26 year old second baseman but or sorry third base because Colorado I think yeah. I think we heard this though <laughs> I, I found the fart board while we were talking time, time well spent <sighs> yeah that's 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 some quality uh, <laughs> content right there. Took, took, us, so, took us four episodes to get yeah. there. There you go. Um, I The next thing we had on here was Vladdy. Um, MVP, he's headed that way this year, I would say. Um, but extending him now, um, I heard I heard some, uh, again, I think it was Barker talking about, well, or, or, or I can't remember who it was. Why would he? He doesn't, he's not desperate for the money. He'll make more if he waits. Um, he didn't grow up poor. Like he, he has money anyway, right? Would he do it? Why would he? Because you, you never know go before. What, what? No, I was going to say you just never know what injury is going to hit you when, right? Like exactly. I, I don't think guys like that are thinking about. I, I think, but but I I know, but like I'm putting him in the same group as like Bichette. Like Bichette will never sign. He won't until he has to. Well, put aside I, they will so- never sign. Like how much more control do they have over him like another three i think vladdy's got four years and bichette's got five i just don't see i just don't see the jays being proactive i think they'll ride out his his control until they have to but i mean i I, I don't think they need to right now i don't i don't why now i want to see his highest at his highest but it, it could only get higher and i i want to see them be assertive for once like i i want to see them control the retainability of their players. I don't, I'm tired of seeing homegrown players head into free agent years and the nail biting and the nail, the navel gazing over whether we're going to be able to keep our guys. I'm tired of our guys 
heading out and acquiring Scott Boris as their agent in the last year of their deal and suddenly pricing themselves out of the market and we're sitting there holding the bag. Yeah. This is what good no, teams but, okay, do. Okay, no, no, but hold on. Like, just in fair, I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, right? But, and, and I could just be not remembering, but who has that happened to in the last while? Aaron Sanchez. But he's... But he got hurt. But, he got yeah, hurt. He did do it, so. though. It did happen. So it was good that they didn't sign him, but... But it's, it's Joe, that's, that's what's even sadder about this. It's been so long since we've had guys like this where we've had to do this. Wait, because didn't didn't they didn't they do that? Uh, didn't they do that with Vernon Wells? Didn't they blow their minds? It, yeah, they did. Him? Um, but but then, Vernon Wells was already old when they did it. Yeah, but that, also, but that was also a team that um, I think I think now um, payroll is less of a concern than it would have been back then. Like I think signing Vernon Wells like meant that the team was going to be crappy at that time. I don't think they had a big payroll. Well, it was a PR movement and it was, it was Richardi trying to make amends for letting Carlos Delgado walk. And that was, that was the whole method behind it. Good team. Why did San Diego sign Fernando Tatis to a massive contract in yeah, his but, first but year? That's, but that's the argument though, is that, that I've heard made is that Tatis came from like poverty and took the money to help his family. Right. You take but, the money no matter what. Like, I, don't, I, I don't think all players do that. I think I think a lot of players are like, I'll make more if I wait. They're very confident. I'm not going to get hurt. I will make more if I wait. It's maybe a stupid, uh, maybe it's like, really, if you think about it, it's stupid, but um, that's what all of their advisors are telling them. Like, bet on yourself. But, wait. You'll and, make and, that's, and that's, and then in fairness, not to switch to hockey, but isn't that's exactly what um, uh, Matthews did, right? That's exactly what he did. Right, he only signed for five years because he can, like, he'll be a full UFA, and he can just heal. He is gonna have a monster contract, right? You, you can't it, instead. Can, you can't completely compare it to the NHL because it's cap related. No, Matthews no, no, no. could only get as much that as he is. could because you can only have a certain percentage, and he's he's banking on the cap going up. If the cap regresses, Matthews is screwed. Yeah. Well, look. That 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 being said, I mean, I was just saying it as a as a. Um, uh, as a strategy, not not no, of course, not of course, the monetary values, but um, the diff the difference is if the Jays aren't going to go to Vladdy and offer him ten years at five million a year, the Jays know they need to go in at what's deemed fair market, and if I'm the Jays, I'm going to Vladdy and I'm giving him fourteen years at three hundred and fifty million dollars because that's what it's going to be worth, and then you know you've got your guy. And your guy, Vladdy is the guy. Bobachet's not the guy. Bobachet's number two, and it's always been that way. Vladdy had a bad year last year, and, and Bo kind of took the spotlight, but it's always been all about Vladdy. Now you've done what the Leafs should have done, and you've set your cap, and you go to Bobachet, and you're like, look, man, we can't give you $400 million because Vladdy's only worth three fifty. So this is how we work back, and this is how we build. And you build that security, and then you've got guys, you've got these other vets you, you, like George Springer's here because he knows that Vladdy's going to be here for the length of his contract. Mm -hmm. You think George Springer is going to sign a six-year contract if he knows Vladdy's going to walk next year? Yeah, that's a good so. Point. You 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 need the stability of your superstars. Now, I, I I don't do this with pitchers. I think I think pitchers are are way overvalued, especially for guys who contribute once every five days. But if you've got a guy like Vladdy who's going to play six out of seven days a week. A guy who's we, what we're seeing this year, I think, is the norm. I don't think it's, I don't, you know, 
if you look at averages over the way his career is going to play out, he's not going to win the MVP every year, but he's not going to be last year's Vladdy again. You know, he, doesn't need to, he doesn't need to win the, the MVP ever. Baseball is interesting in that he just needs to be like, I don't know, top 10 every year. Yeah, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be. I mean, the kid's 22 years old, right? Yeah. And that's that, that's the Vernon Wells thing. I think Vernon Wells was 32 when they gave him the contract. Like, it's okay. th- 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 this is a different avenue. And you know how Toronto is, and you know what the Toronto media is like, and you know what Toronto fans are like, and you know that in five years, if we're still doing this podcast and we're not millionaires from it by some reason, it, we're going to be sitting going like, oh, my God, what do we do with Vladdy? Like, what do we do with Vladdy? It's his last year. Like, are we going to, do we need, do we need to do something in completely asinine and trade Vladdy at the trade deadline and, and do this all over again? I, I don't want to deal with that. I want to yeah, know but, that Vladdy's going to be here until I'm 50. But you, but you don't know if, if, if they, you'll never know if they went to him and said 14 years, 350. And he said, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. That, that's fine. Then you go back and you say, all right, 15 years, 360. Yeah, but but again, you'll never know. Like just because he doesn't, let's say that the scenario you're talking about plays out, you'll never really know whether they offered him something or not. Then you keep doing it until you know it's not going to work, and then you make it public, yeah, and, and you, you turn everybody against Flatty. And I'm not. I, listen, I I don't disagree with the strategy at all. Right? Like if they they did something like that, I, I would be all for it. I, I'm just going on. I don't know the last 15 years of this team's history, and I know that. The current management um, have not been around for most of those years, but I just don't see them being that kind of proactive, uh, uh, doing that kind of proactive signing. But you know, didn't they do this in Cleveland though? Didn't they? In Cle- they, they, they didn't have a Vladdy in Cleveland. No, but they did. Like, uh, didn't I thought that they did sign some young people um, to? They um, had Grady Sizemore, like, and they had Francisco Lindor. Who they extended, right? And they were young though at the time. Like, were they yeah. still right? Yeah. I, I, I think you just have to buy out a few, a couple of free agent years. I think that's what you have to do. I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Vladdy has a chance of being a free agent when he's like twenty six. Like, just, do you do you, you want to run that risk if you're Mark Shapiro? I just I don't want to sign the guy. Like, that's why I'm happy to do it now. But like, I think that his like. I don't know. Like, I think beyond 30, he might diminish quite a bit. I don't think you have 15 years of this guy. You're going to be paying for a few years of not much, I think. But is it really a bad thing if when Vladdy's 32, he just turns into David Ortiz? No, but, but, right. but like, would he'll you... just be a T. I guess you have to project that he's going to become a DH. And that's fine. If, yeah. if, if, if Vladdy gets fat again, if Vladdy turns into David Ortiz, are you telling me the Red Sox are the Red Sox as they didn't have David Ortiz? Like yeah, you, no, but you, he you could have, he could turn into the next Pablo Sandoval. A hundred a hundred percent, he could, and that's that's the risk that you have to take. Like it, it, absolutely, well, I think, you could I think, you could yeah. give Vladdy a fifteen year extension, and he could break his back. You know, surfboarding in the Dominican. I, I think you're right, actually. Like, I mean, I think the risk is that as soon as he began, if he, if he goes to free agency, the Yankees are going to come and be like, "Here's five hundred million dollars." Exactly, and or the Dodgers. Like, there's there's teams out there that'll just blow the Jays' brains out. Like yeah. you you need. There's, there's very few people where you need to just kind of put your cards on the table and say, we're prepared to be stupid because we don't want to risk losing you. And I'm sorry, I don't want to be at the Rogers Center in eight years 
and seeing Vladdy playing first base for the Yankees. I don't like, want to that, that will ro- piss me off. I don't want to be at the Rogers Center in eight years. I'm hoping that something gets off the ground with this new. We should talk about that at some. That's point. That's a better point. Yes, it's a better point. Um, okay, um, Simeon. Um, I mean, extend him. I would say yes. However, they offered him two years and he didn't want it. No, I think this is this is one of those cases where he will. There's nothing you could do unless you gave him like some stupid. They paid him a premium off. to play second base, and that's why, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, well, it, the it, thing is, what we didn't talk about last time, and I, I think I kind of misspoke when we talked about the qualifying offer. The reason the Jays got him, Oakland didn't issue him a didn't take a qualifying offer on him. They just no. let him walk. So that qualifying offer came with him. So the Jays technically, at the end of the year, can throw that qualifying offer on him which will probably come in at a little bit more than he's making now. Mm-hmm. And if he signs anywhere else, it's a compensatory draft pick. Now, he's uh, there aren't many teams, I think, that would you know turn an eye to giving up a 25th overall pick to sign Marcus Simeon for five years. So it might be a bit of a redundant case, but the Jays do have a bit of control there. I don't think they'll offer him anything. I think they'll give him a qualifying offer at the end of the season. I, I think they'll make an attempt. I think they'll make an attempt. I I would offer him three years, sixty five million. You know, he got eighteen this year. You give him, you know, twenty one next year, twenty two the year after, twenty two the year after that. Maybe make it sixty, so it goes up a million year each year. I mean, if you're if you're a second baseman and you're making twenty two million dollars a year, that that's pretty close to the peak. So here's the thing with him too, like a, a positive, And I think it's positive for both sides. He, he'll probably come back and say like, but I want to play shortstop. I'm not a second baseman. I want to play shortstop. Fine. Like put him at shortstop, but all, but, but secondarily to that, even if they wanted him to play second base, if I'm not mistaken, the shortstop free agent class is, is it, am I crazy? I think it's deep this year. I don't think it's very know. deep. So he may not want to be a free agent this off season anyway. Well, and, and if he can get his money before that, yeah, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I kind of put in the in the lineup. Like, extend now. Yeah. Hey, this team's in a position where they need to make risks, and this team's in a position where they need to kind of maximize on what they have. But and, this team's also in a position where they've had no revenue basically for two years. Uh, so yeah, you don't know team, what Rogers is going to say about that. But right? the, the team hasn't had revenue, but Rogers has had a shit ton of revenue. Rogers can suck it up because they, but they know what'll happen. They know that next year, they know that next year, if they bring back a semi-competitive ball club, Mm -hmm. there's going to be 40,000 people in that stadium every weekend and probably 30,000 during the night. And, and, you know, God willing in September, it'll be 50,000 every night. They know what'll happen. They've seen it. They saw it in 2015. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and this is a team that kind of the country's rallied around. This is a team mainly of homegrown guys. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. But I think it's actually going to come down to Shapiro if to do it this year. I think it's going to come back to him going to them and, and projecting, saying, like, guys, like, they've accelerated the return to play in Ontario. I think we're going back to Toronto in July. And I think we're going to have fans in late August. And that's going to give us two months of 40,000 per night. If we do this and that's going to equal like this many million. And if we can win this year, that's going to be 180, sorry, 81 games next year of, uh, of this. many. I think there's going to be, I think that there, he, he has to make that case. That's, that's where his job comes in. He has to make that case to them. I think this year's a complete write-off regardless. And I don't think they care. Look at the money they spent just to make sure that Buffalo works. 
Like they, sorry, I was just going to say on that note, um, it, it was kind of, you know, watching the, the Jays play the Yankees those last few games. It was really like, to be honest, at first, I thought they were playing in, at, at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it was I didn't realize. And then I saw, oh, this is the bottom and, and the bottom Good. of the whatever. And it, it's so depressing seeing it, it was like watching a road game. Yeah, but right? that's just the Yankees, though. Like, I mean, it's fair. They're in Buffalo. I understand. Right? That's not my, my point is, is that I don't understand at this point why they can't play here in Toronto, even if it's in an empty state. Because or, the border's closed. That's why. No, I understand. But I don't see what the risk is. From, I, listen, I've been one of the, you know, as being as careful as I can following all the rules or whatever. So if these ball players come and play here, like from a yeah. personal standpoint, I don't, I don't feel yeah, that, that there's any risk. Yeah, but that's why I said that because the I can't remember her name now. The minister of whatever bullshit, the minister of bullshit. I don't know what her name. I can't remember her name. Who's uh-huh. in charge of it's sport and recreation? I don't know. Um, she, I don't know if you heard that, guys, but like she came out. Was it this week, earlier this week, or last week, and said, um, "We're accelerating the return to play for amateur and professional sports." And the Blue Jays were included in that, right? No, so. So the Blue Jays were included in it. So I do think there is actually a real chance that they're back in Toronto with no fans soon. And let's even go further than that. Right now in Ontario, we're sitting at, I just looked at it today. We're sitting at today, middle of, are we middle of June, late June, middle of June, right? Um, 75% first dose, 20% around second for two doses. Yeah. Um, by, by July, we're probably going to be at like 80 and like 40, I, I bet. Um, I think things are going to move. I think you'll have, I think they will be back. Well, and, and the whole thing is, is with the federal government making the statement that they're willing to lighten the border restrictions for um, individuals who can verify they've been double vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball players have been double vaccinated. Yeah. Not all of them. Not all of them have reached that plateau. Well, there's been, the, yeah. the, 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 the anti-matzer. But... Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. He's the one who refuses. Like I, I heard there was a Jays player that refused to get. But, it. He's on the COVID it's protocol list right now. But was well, that what it is? I, yeah, I yeah. The Jays have gotten to. I think it's an eighty-five percent threshold. But did yeah, you hear? Which, did you hear which, what the states right now is saying? Is saying that? Uh, I guess I, I think is. I, I want to say is Bruce Springsteen has a concert. I think in New York, and they and they said even if uh, anybody nobody can come if they've been if they got if they had the AstraZeneca vaccine. You're not allowed. Oh wow! Um, so, so yeah. you know it's funny, and, and this is like totally taking it off sports for a second. But um, like I've been having a lot of not not debates, but conversations with you know coworkers and 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 friends and stuff like that. And you know most of us don't want to go back to work, right? Like we're very happy working from home, um, and I think we're getting a lot done. Like I think we're doing a good job uh, working from home. And there's a there's <laughs> perfect, yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 and I think there's kind of a push from employers to start getting people in, but it's funny how we don't want to go back to work, but we want to go. <laughs> that, that one was real. Yeah. Sorry, but we I'm want sorry. to go to, we want to go to restaurants. We want the sports back. We want to do all the stuff in crowds, but you know what, we're going to, we're going to stay home. And, and there was, a, I saw this article today it was the, uh, whatever the CEO of Morgan Stanley basically put out a he basically said like you guys better be ready to come back to work in September uh, or else like, that's actually what the headline said um, or else and there were quotes in the article where he was saying things like look if you can go to a restaurant if you can go to a baseball game you can come to work right so 
anyway, I, I know I went on a bit of a tangent, but I, I just think it's funny how we're we're on the one hand we don't want to leave you know we were we're happy to keep working from home but on the other hand we want to it's well not, we want the fun stuff it's not it's, not it's not that it's that i think i think that um I, first of all like i think I, as of right now and we're kind of we're not really off topic because i think it's related right now canada apparently is is leading the world in vaccination rates like we we've come we've moved up to the top we've passed the u.s we're gonna iceland pass passed us today Okay, fine, but like by how much? Like whatever. Um, yeah. But fine. One person. But, yeah, but we're we're we started at the bottom and we've gotten to the we we gone to the top. We're gonna pass the U.S. in terms of uh, double vaccination. They're sitting at fifty percent or something, or maybe forty something percent for two and fifty something percent for one. It's not that great. They've just pretended that it's done. So they pretended that everything's fine. Now it's done. But this this variant is like multiplying down there. Apparently, it's spreading quite a bit. So I think the risk is like, do we want the do we want them coming back and forth? But and then the other, the other side is the MLBPA. Are they going to want to be like quarantined every time they come here? Um, but I mean, who cares? That's Shapiro's job to to get that to get that done. But I do think no. it's going to happen. But so, so just when you mentioned the, the variant thing, like you saw what happened in Alberta was it last week or something where they had an outbreak, um, and uh, they. they I think they something like 20 people got infected and they were double dosed, right? They, and they, they got infected with the variant. Now their symptoms were mild uh, and they didn't require hospitalization, but I you still think that's it. a big, what's that? What did you say? No, I just said it's still, it, just because you're double vaccinated doesn't mean you're immune, right? Well, no, but that's the purpose of a vaccine. The vaccine is a life-saving method. It doesn't oh, mean yeah. you won't get it. It means you won't die from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we still don't know what, anyway, like I, I, the, with the long-term effects, even of catching it and what it's doing to your lungs and all that. But anyway, I'm I don't I've know, totally I've, off I've got a tangy leg. Yeah. Um, now, I think the last topic here, or the baseball anyway, is this stripling versus panic situation yesterday. Um, thoughts? Well, when I saw it, I thought like, look, obviously the professionalism, blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was hilarious just in terms of like watching a grown man throw a tantrum. Right. So I just look from an entertainment value. Well done, Stripling. From a professional standpoint, that was pathetic. Right. Yeah, I, I see it differently. I, you're right. They are professional athletes and there's an expectation of performance and this was panic's second error. The first one already cost them a run. And the second one almost cost them their first baseman and MVP candidate. Yeah, but I it, think there's a time to do it. Like, I, I think like it's actually the same in any kind of professional life. You, 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 you do it after. Sure, but um, isn't it, wasn't it nice to see some emotion? When's the last time anybody on this ball club, aside from Jose Batista, either flipping a bat or getting his face punched, at has there been an outcry of emotion and, or, you know, Josh Donaldson after doing a bump of Coke saying, this isn't the get it, this isn't the try league. It's the get it done league. It was nice to see somebody kind of react and say, look, I'm doing my part, right? I'm doing my part right now. The team's lagging, but I'm not quitting. I'm doing my part. And you felt it necessary to bare hand a roller and throw off your bad foot when the guy running down the line was Giancarlo Stanton and 
Like, don't. Like, there, there was no reason for that. That was a negligent, negligent play. And, and kind of like I said when we were talking about this privately, it's, it's not just the run. It's not just the base runner. Who cares about the base runner? He pulled Vladdy right into Stanton. And, you know, I was kind of thinking about this. And, you know, we've, we've referenced our, in, you know, illustrious softball careers. And it's, it's not the same, but it's comparable. And I, I play first base. I, I love first base. It's my favorite position. It's the position I've played growing up. The job of the first baseman is to get to the bag and find the ball. You're not worried about the runner. You're, you're not thinking about the runner. You've got a rough estimation. You see him break out of the box you, as you're breaking to the bag. You're following him as you're running to the bag. Then your focus shifts and you're worried specifically about the ball. It is the job of your teammates to make sure that the ball gets to you so that you can field the ball safely. It's your job to bail out your teammates and either pick or stretch to make up for a bad throw. Yeah, but what value did it have, talking about our illustrious softball career, what value did it have when there would be a bad play and then somebody would just like give you a dirty look or tell you, there was no value in that. It didn't, like I've made mistakes, obviously. I wasn't the best. Um, but like, what value did that have? It only made me like be worse the next time. But you're not, but, you're not a pro ball player, James. Yeah, but still, I think that's even, I think that's even more so. Like, I, I'm just, I, I, like, we're all professionals at something in our life. Um, and if I made a mistake on a call um, and somebody um, called me out right in front of the people who are on the call from like externally, I would be like, fuck off. But if they called me after and said like, hey, by the way, um, you know, I was really upset that you did this, this, this. I'd be like, yeah, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be better the next time. There's a difference. Sure, there um, is. It, it, so, so that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I like the, I like the, um, the, the passion. Like he could kind of have done, he could have done that thing where he crouched down and looked annoyed. Uh, but it was the yelling at him that I think was, um, didn't need to do that then. Um, that's the part that I'm talking yeah, but, about. Like but, you can show the emotion without, without telling the guy off on the field. Just put that aside for a second. Like let's, let's no. flip it. Okay. Um, and the very next inning, uh, Stripling gave up, what, a two-run home run, right? So it, what if Panic turned around, threw his glove on the floor, and, like, just started yelling at Stripling, like, come on, man. Exactly. The hell was that? What was that garbage pitch? Like, nobody would be okay with that. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, there's, I, I, there's passion in the game, but d- directing – Anger at your teammates, I don't think is ever the right way. And I, and I think that goes for any walk of life in anything, whether it's professional, amateur, work relationship, whatever. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's a douchebag move, right? I, no, I, I, I hear that. And, you know, and, and, and Stripling's obviously realized that. And immediately, like in between innings, he went, he went straight to panic and, and he acknowledged for me, could he have handled it differently? Sure. He could have handled it differently. Could he have just let it slide? He could have just let it slide. But you're not getting that accountability from anybody else. And, and I've been a big Charlie Montoyo supporter, and I'm still a big Charlie Montoyo supporter. But if that was Gibby, right, you, you know he'd be filling panic in, in the alley or in, in the tunnel down to the clubhouse. Yeah, but he learned that lesson too, to be frank. He didn't do that the second time around. Right, he may have berated them in the club. Actually, he didn't berate anybody on that team. Um, but, but, but like, but like, he didn't. He wouldn't have done that again. There was no value in that. In, in, in uh, 
it was kind of embarrassing to see like the boss berating a pitcher on the mound or in the or, or fighting with him in, in the tunnel. Um, he didn't do that the second time around. I just no, don't. But think it was, he, I don't he, think he, he do couldn't that. do it with the guys that he had. Yeah, but, but I, still it, don't, I still don't think you do that. I, I think I think that like uh, I think that these are. Uh, I mean, who who is Joe Panic? Well, that's but that's exactly what I'm saying. So where's where's Joe Panic's accountability in this? He right, does that have accountability. No, but that, but that's it. There, this wasn't a mistake, right? There's a difference between a mistake and a bad decision. He made a bad decision. And again, I'm, I'm not talking about the base runner. The base runner is irrelevant. He made a bad decision. And imagine what would have happened if we were talking today about Vlad, Vladdy's broken forearm. Okay, because but, but, Joe Panic, Joe Panic thought he was Derek Jeter. Yeah, but, but he made a he made a mistake. Like that happens. No, but but it's not a mistake. Your professional a mistake, a mistake is, you know, touching the wrong bag. A mistake is misreading a sign. A bad decision is making a decision in the moment without understanding the consequences. Yeah, but right he now, knew, but right now is, yeah. He, he knew who was at bat. Your job is to know who's at bat. You've got the slowest runner on the team. The guy's got like two synthetic legs. You've got, you know, a ground ball that's coming at moderate speed. If you charge it properly, even if you barehand it, which is fine, I don't argue the barehand, there was more than enough time to set your feet and make a reasonable throw. But you thought it'd be cool to do the bend at your hips and throw from your ankles and you almost took out your best player. And what you didn't see, you didn't see panic looking over at Vladdy and patting his chest and saying, my back. I know, but you didn't see panic going to Vladdy in the dugout and saying, are you okay? Yeah, but I, but I don't, but I don't think that you're right. And this is the part that's missing is panic coming out and also saying like, yeah, I screwed up there. Um, But, but like, I don't think that stripling's reaction was, Oh my God, you almost heard Vladdy. I think his reaction was like, we could have had an out. He wasn't thinking about Vladdy either. I, 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 well, again, we can't argue intent and we can't argue emotion. I, from what I watched it, the second reaction was after he saw the collision. Oh, the first reaction was on the bad throw when he kind of went down into the squat and punched the ground. Mm-hmm. But then when, when there was the collision, that's when you kind of saw him look at panic and say, what are yeah. you doing? But you, you say you can't argue intent, but you've built like an entire narrative around his catch and his throw. Yeah, he right? did like, it on purpose. Well, he no, was but, trying to yeah. show off. No, no, but but there's there's visual evidence of that. You don't know right. what his intention was and but, why so, he did that. So why didn't he plant his it feet? Was, why didn't he plant his I don't feet? Know. I, I, why why I did he make that, that? Why did he make that throw? Because he's was not half, very good. Well, sure, but why did he make that throw when Stanton was halfway to first? Any reasonable major league baseball player. Is he a reasonable major league baseball player? Yes, he's Joe Panic. He's, he's a professional baseball player. I think it's clear that Joe panicked. Get it? Panicked. You still have that womp womp? Yeah, I'll put it. I'll put it in there. Yeah. Uh, hey, hold this on. is where- hold on. There. That's better. Um. See, now I forgot my point. No, no, but you know what? I was watching the, the game today. There was a ball that was, that was the Yankees were fielding. Um, and I can't remember what inning it was, maybe the third or fourth. And it was a clear double play ball, right? And um, who, who's playing short for the, the Yankees? Is it, is it Urshela? Still? Urshela? I think it's Urshela, yeah. Throws it to second. And then the second baseman threw like this, the wackiest like law ball to first base that was nowhere near the bag. And it was like in slow motion. It was just this garbage throw, and there was no reason. It wasn't rushed. It wasn't anything. It just it just looked like a fuck up. 
just a butterball. No, I'm just saying, like it's it's yeah. it's and and you could you could take that whole narrative. You said like, why didn't he take his time, turn around? Like he had plenty of time to get get to first. It wasn't even like a rush throw. I don't know what happened. It just looked like a flub, yeah, right? No, that's fair. And those 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 happen, right? I mean, if you're no. talking about rushing, like look at look at look at uh, Bichette. Like I don't know how many times the guys like going at like Mach one trying to catch a ball, and if he, if he just took an extra second he would have cleanly fielded it and have plenty of time to get the first. Oh, no. Well, and there's, I mean, we've already kind of talked about Bichette and his shortstop prowess. I just, I just think to kind of wrap it up, I think I I wanted to see something come out of that. And, and, and Stripling's the one that made something come out of it. And what it's his cross to bear. And, and how he wants to sort it out with Joe Panic and his team is up to him. I mean, he's come out, he's been contrite. He said he's embarrassed by it. I get it. Do I agree completely with the reaction? No. I mean, you never want to show up your guy because, you know, that's the same guy that's probably going to make you look good at some point. But yeah. there was a reaction and, and I was happy to see a reaction. To me, there's just, there's a lot of dirt kicking on this team. And, and there's a lot of high fives and hugs. And, you know, these guys are setting off fireworks when they get a single and they're doing cartwheels when they hit a double. But when you rush a play that doesn't need to be rushed and and you make a throw that looks prettier and isn't practical. And when you pull your MVP, you know, into the path of basically a 300 pound freight train and and you don't publicly acknowledge it, I, I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah. Like, That's you know, like, yeah. like, like panic, like, I don't want to, I hate saying that. Just be a man about it. Like say, yeah, you know what? Um, I don't really appreciate the way that Stripling handled that, but I understand why he was upset. And, you know, he wouldn't have been upset if I had made the play properly. And I'm just glad Vladdy's okay. If, if he comes out with something like that, it's done. Well, I think, yeah, a day, a day well, later, I look, think listen, will. maybe, yeah, and, and maybe at the end of the day, this is showing that Panic just doesn't like Vladdy. Yes, and, and maybe right. And, and we're we're going into a deep we're going to a deeper problem here. But <laughs> like you talk about emotion, right? And and maybe I saw this play wrong, but they showed this replay like a bazillion times, and I don't know who was at bat. If it was Guriel or whatever, where he swung through a pitch, and it and uh, it went right over Sanchez's glove, or it hit Sanchez. Now. And it, they called it a foul ball, but I don't think yeah. he touched it. Yeah. Like I, I saw that replay a thousand times and I'm like, it didn't look like he made any contact with that ball, right? And all the learners moved up. Uh, Hernandez crossed the plate and they were all just standing there confused and then they sent them back or whatever. I mean, yeah. look, it's an umpire's call. There's no replay or well, whatever. It's, it's CB Buckner and, yeah. and he's atrocious. But it, it was almost like they were, they were like, no, like that's something that you'd think that you'd get up in arms or nothing. It, it almost looked like... Um, Montoya was going to hug the umpire, right? And say, yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. We all make mistakes, buddy. And uh, let's get it. You know, that's the kind of shit that, you know, like when um, that whole incident in um, the playoff game with KC, right? Remember when um, uh, Martin? Uh, oh, it was Texas. The, 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 the throwback yeah, to the Texas. picture? Yeah. Yeah. And it like hit his bat and it was like mass confusion. And I was losing my shit, like saying, Right. Uh, yeah. Watching them, like, what the fuck's going on? They don't understand what they're anyway. So, and that, that was that's the what right I'm call, saying. Though. Yeah, fine, whatever. I don't even remember what the call was. Shouldn't it have been? It was in play. It was in play. It was, it, yeah. was, it was. It was deemed in play when Martin thought it was a dead ball. 
not to replay that whole thing, but the problem with that to me was that the umpire called a dead ball. Yeah, right. he called yeah. it. So that so then that would have that would have based the decision of what the Jays did. So I think that it was a mistake. It was should have been a live ball, but the umpire called it a dead ball. The, so the real problem is is Russ Martin is the worst catcher in the history of Blue Jays baseball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember, it was a good riddance list, as you reminded me several times. But anyway, I, I'm my own point is that I, I just felt that. You know, if if there's something to get, see some emotion, you'd think there'd be something out of that. Like, well, of like, course, and I, I think that, but then that's kind of why I think that's what's frustrating me is it seems to be a general thing with this team that, you know, they're so happy go lucky, and it's well, they're young. Well, they're, they're they're very young, but I mean, there's also vet guys, and you know, the vet guy coming in is George Springer, who I adore, and I I you know I've I've well, wanted him to be a J forever, but. He's as happy go lucky as they come. It's but let's get let's get him on the field and see how he uh, how he, like I want to see how he stabilizes this team on the field. But, but on that, what, sorry, what I'm saying is, I, we we talk about the 2015 being a bunch of dicks. I I feel like this team might be missing a dick. Well, I mean, I think said. they need to move up the <laughs> they need to move up the asshole scale a little bit. But you know what, guys? On that note, we've been at this almost an hour and a half, and. Uh, um, um, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, um, so sorry, before we go, we, we have to say it and I, in like 30 seconds or less. That was an epic triple play today, right? Like that, that was oh, yeah. like, uh, like that was for the ages ridiculous let's, let's, garbage. Let's, let's put that on the topic for like talking next week because we'll go on for 10 minutes on that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But We're yeah, not going to forget that triple play anytime soon. We won't forget it. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, I think we had, uh, I, I think actually we made quite a good, uh, I think we had a good conversation today. I like the original conversation, uh, the way we took it on um, a kind of like a state of baseball and the Blue Jays. Today was really like a Blue Jays talk. There were fart um, sounds. There were fart sounds. Um, but uh, anyway, I mean, like I said, on that note, I think we should wrap it up. Yep. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll pick it up again next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Take care. Talk to you later.